Welcome to the AI Learners Lounge. I'm your host, Cambria, and this is a podcast where AI meets learning and development. From exploring how AI facilitates individual learning to understanding its integration into broader organizational strategies, we tackle it all. Every episode brings fresh perspectives, innovative ideas, and actionable advice for those looking to weave AI into the fabric of the modern learning experiences. Join me as we navigate the intersection of technology and human potential right here on the AI Learner Lounge. Hello, and welcome back to the AI Learner Lounge podcast for episode 21, our first episode of 2024. So today we're going to be looking at one of the most crucial skills you'll need this year, critical thinking. Now, there's a lot of fear and concerns out there about AI, one of those being the potential loss of critical thinking. So with AI like ChatGPT, there's been some worries about over-reliance on the technology. Since it's so accessible, if we use it often enough, it might affect our ability to retain information, and we could lose our ability to critically analyze, judge, and make our own decisions. So it's that over-reliance piece that's the real risk here. And we've seen it before with some other technologies like spellcheck or things like Grammarly. It's and everything. We have autocorrect on phones, that little squiggly line in Microsoft Word. So when we use those often enough and we become too reliant on them, we might see a decline in our own spelling or our own grammar proficiency. And that's particularly true for the autocorrect. So it fixes our spelling mistakes without requiring any action on our part. It's automatic, as the name suggests. So when that happens, we're not seeing the mistake. We're not getting the feedback like we would with spell check. Instead, we become a validator, and that's on a good day, right? So how many times have you sent a message only to realize that it's really ducking wrong? It's not what you meant to say at all, but autocorrect fixed it for you. It thought it was helping. So then you have to explain it in a message after the fact. But let's say that we do validate it when we shift from being an active participant in the process of writing and spelling and checking our words and our grammar and everything out there. And we just outsource it to AI like autocorrect where we don't even think about it. And we start to lose a little bit of that skill. So maps are another good example. Now, I'm not old enough to actually remember using a map myself, but I'd watch my dad on road trips. And when I did start driving, we had MapQuest where you planned ahead, you had to print it out review it so you can try to keep your eyes on the road without looking at the paper too much. And so it was somewhat of an active process, but not as much as navigating or reading an actual map and having that skill. Now with Google Maps, you just punch in the address and maybe change the route if you don't want to go a particular way, but it's very passive. Now the question is, do we need map reading skills? For the most part in our daily lives, professionally, not really, right? It's become somewhat of a redundant skill. And we'll see the same with generative AI making some of our skills redundant. So one area in particular where we're going to see that is with memorization and retrieval. Now, this isn't completely new. Before generative AI, we didn't need to know everything to be successful 
or to perform well in our jobs. We could easily look it up on Google, on the computer, in the workplace, we might have our job aids or our performance support tools. So generative AI is really just going to expand that because it's more accessible and it's going to be quicker to get an answer or guidance in the flow of work when we have these tools. So that's just one of the many reasons why AI is considered the skill equalizer. It's the lower skilled, less experienced employees that in different studies benefit more and see higher improvements with their performance compared to the high performers and those who are already experienced and skilled. So workplaces are going to need to adapt to this and higher ed does too. Oregon State University is a good example of this with their revised Bloom's taxonomy that they put out, especially in the area of memorization, focusing on what is distinctly human abilities, and that's being able to recall information when the technology is not available or it doesn't necessarily fit in the context where you'd have that availability to do that. But then you have AI that is really strong in that area. So all with all this, the skill that we really can't afford to make redundant is critical thinking. In fact, critical thinking is actually one of the most crucial skills you can have working with AI. So critical thinking, it's a complex, multifaceted skill set. It involves a lot of things. So it's our ability to think clearly. It's our ability to be rational and be able to independently judge information and make our own decisions about things and understanding the logical connection between different ideas. Now, OpenAI's paper they put out a while back, GPTs are GPTs, found that critical thinking is one of the least exposed skills to AI. And that's compared to other skills like writing and programming, which were the most exposed when it comes to generative AI. So AI brings a new need for critical thinking to be an effective AI collaborator. So when we think about critical thinking, there's really five sub-skills that we'll need in 2024. And the first is information evaluation. So we need to be able to critically think so that we can credibly determine the reliability of information. And that's within your context. So being able to spot hallucinations, those are even more common, but less talked about is incomplete information too. Just because it's not wrong doesn't mean that ChatGPT has given you the full picture. So you need to be able to look at that information and judge that based on your own knowledge and understanding of some of the limitations of these tools. And then the next subskill for critical thinking is really our reflective thinking. And that's your ability to self-assess and challenge your beliefs. So collaboration with AI, it brings two potential biases. One's the automation bias where we are more likely to trust information that AI gives us just because it comes from a machine. And then we also have a bias against it. So there's a real lack of trust in the tools. There's a really great Forbes article that I have a link to in the description called Why Are Humans Biased Against AI? And it really explains a lot of the psychology behind it. So when we hear something we don't like from AI, or if it's not aligned with our thinking or what we previously knew to be true, it can trigger unconscious feelings of self-doubt and insecurity. So we really need to be able to self-reflect and understand our own potential biases as humans so that we're not blindly trusting AI, but we're not disregarding it either. And we're able to take the information it's giving us, absorb that, and connect it with other things too. 
And along similar lines is being able to recognize AI bias. So there's a lot of talk about how the training data from that was used for AI is, has a lot of bias in it. So we need to be able to analyze the responses we're getting and understand the tools well enough, not just to be able to intervene and fix information, but we can actually prompt to prevent it or do it through use case selection. And maybe there's certain things we don't want to use it for because we know that bias is there. And then the next critical thinking skill to really think about for 2024 is your problem solving ability. And that's being able to use your creativity and intuition and emotional intelligence, all these things that isn't necessarily a strength of artificial intelligence. It can be through prompting and other things and different use cases, but that's really something that's a strength for us as humans is our creativity and intuition, that gut feeling we have and being able to use that and solve difficult problems. And then the final one for 2024 when it comes to critical thinking is really communication, being able to articulate your thoughts and your arguments and your analyses and doing that clearly and effectively, not just with humans, but also with AI. And part of the prompting process means building a workflow for AI to use and explaining that process to it. So that in and of itself takes some critical thinking where you need to be able to break down your tasks and understand where AI can be used best, where it's going to fall short and you're really going to need to take the lead as the human in the process and then explain your methods and the context to the system you're working with. So yes, AI brings the risk of losing our ability to critically think, but it's also an opportunity to really flex our thinking muscles. And what it comes down to is how you use AI as an individual and for organizations, how it's implemented and the different use cases that they choose to use. So for the most part, our goal shouldn't just be to be a human in the loop, right? Maybe some routine tasks, sure, we can automate those. If we have jobs where a lot of them can be outsourced to AI, that's where we can really look at how roles can be transformed. And IKEA is a really great example of this. I have a link in the description to this article too. But back in 2021, they had a new AI tool bot called Billy. And that was launched for customer questions at call centers. And over two years, it handled 47% of calls to the call center. Now, instead of reducing headcount and cutting back on half of their employees, they chose to focus on reskilling and transforming that job that was a call center associate into an interior design advisor. So with that, they had 8,500 workers that were trained and reskilled. And unfortunately, I haven't seen data shared on the outcomes of that, right? It'd be interesting to know, were they successful in the role? Are they still in it? Maybe they even promoted further. But along with the outcomes of that, we also want to look at the customer experience and how that was impacted. But it really is an interesting example just of how learning and development can really be a key player in role transformation. Now, for other situations, automating isn't going to be the answer, but augmenting can be really powerful. And beyond our enterprise use cases, this is where you can find your own use cases in your workflow. So not just using AI to 
drafted email, but thinking about what your limitations are, maybe skill gaps you have, a lack of budget, time. And that's where you can figure out where these tools can help fill some of those gaps. And there's a lot of prompts out there where you can copy and paste those into ChatGPT and some of the work's already done for you. But that's really limiting your critical thinking when you do that. So they might be a good starting point, but focusing on learning how to collaborate with AI and really fuse your own expertise, that's how you're going to be flexing those thinking muscles. Discover how to use AI not just as your thinking partner, but also as a doing partner and realizing that AI is more than just ChatGPT. So once you understand this and all the different tools, you can use them in a way that complements your abilities and it's going to help you develop those critical thinking skills even more and either become a top performer for learning and development or stay one if you're already there. Thank you for joining me for episode 21 of the AI Learner Lounge. I'm really excited about the different episodes I have planned this year. You can expect more topics on AI and learning and development every Tuesday.